Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick and Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us as uh, gets take you into another day for this uh, Thursday, November 17th. It, inching ever so closer to Thanksgiving, guys. We are. But even closer than that is this week's high school football playoff matchup. Hey, and a TV 10 doubleheader. That's true. We haven't done that before. No, we've never Other done... Other than basketball, if you count basketball. Yeah, but that doesn't count because we're at the same locale exactly. for Shepherd Hoops. That's why, yeah. But uh, we're going to get to Ram Stadium, what, Nick, around 9.45, 10 a.m. Saturday That's morning? That's the time we always get there. See uh, Go on for an 11.30 pregame show, which will be its own separate entity on TV10 and on WRNR-TV on YouTube. And then at 12 p.m., we'll get you set for kickoff. It'll be a separate stream due to the NCAA rules. And then we'll have its own post-game show as well due to those NCAA broadcast rules. And uh, probably around four, it'll end probably around 4, 4.30-ish, one would think. Hopefully. Hopefully. And then uh, we'll take a little break, hopefully grab some food. Nick will head back here. Colin will meet us over at Coburn Field. We'll get ready for a 6.30 pregame on WRNR-TV on YouTube and talk radio WRNR for uh, 7.30 p.m. kickoff between number three Martinsburg and Bridgeport for a huge playoff game that last year Martinsburg would would end up winning 21 to nothing, a game that we couldn't broadcast all of it due to the power outage here at the station. Fun times. Uh, We we broadcasted all of it, but it wasn't our high-quality effort we were doing with what we had to do. Colin's iPhone 7 (laughs) should be in the the broadcasting Hall of Fame. It should be in the broadcasting Hall of Fame. I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't go that far? like 18,000 views on YouTube. It did, but... Everybody complaining that they couldn't hear anybody. Wow. Or zoom in. <laughs> zoom yeah. in. Where's the zoom camera in. operator? <laughs> this guy needs fired. Well, it's just an iPhone. Sorry, sir. <laughs> and Matt was trying to broadcast while moving the phone the best he could. Yeah. But it, it all worked tough. out. Um, we got back on at halftime thanks to the Potomac Edison power people for uh, getting us back on at halftime. And I was yeah, able they to want to give rolling. us a discount on our power for shouting them out here on the show. Let's hope that <laughs> that does not happen this year. If it does, it's just bad luck playing Bridgeport. Yeah, they should just never play Bridgeport again. Yeah. But um knock on wood. I think it should be an entertaining game for both of those games on Saturday. Uh New Haven coming in. We'll talk about that one a little bit later, I think, in the show. But uh in terms of Martinsburg and this Bridgeport team, Bridgeport is a different team in terms of players that are leading their backfield this year, but they're still getting similar production. Uh Cam Cole and Starkey from last season both graduated, and they were both 1,000-yard rushers. But I think this year they have two 1,000-yard rushers them with again. So it's 1,000-yard like rushers. Throw a new guy in there that can do a, a similar job for you. So That's a sign of a great program, though. Yeah, they do have a great program there. I don't think it, you can deny that. 
even if you want to say, well, some of their state champions are double A, you can only play who's on your schedule and the size of your one school. So I think uh, it is an impressive Bridgeport program, and they'll be a good matchup, I think, for Martinsburg to get ready for probably Huntington, but maybe Jefferson. I still don't want to count the Cougars out this week. Yeah, uh, I got a phone call from Nick and I's old internship boss yesterday, and he seemed to be counting the Cougars out. Everybody is. Man. He was like, "So what time? What day and time do you think the do you think Martinsburg will come down here and play Huntington next week?" And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! These games got to be played first, Paul Swan." Well, you got to remember, Paul is a Huntington alum, not a Highlander, but yeah, a Huntington alum. So of course he's going to think that the Highlanders are going to win, and they are the favorites, uh, being the higher seed. Logically, they should win, but so should Spring Valley have won. So yeah. Speaking of the Cougars, Nick, you got that pot. You got the coach Craig Hunter ready. I do. I got Coach Thomas as well. So all right, we'll start with Coach Craig Hunter. We caught up with him yesterday after the show. We're now joined by head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. And Coach Hunter, you guys got a huge win, an upset win in the playoffs, uh, 34-14 over Spring Valley last Saturday. Uh, you guys were leading heavily for most of that ball game. What kind of helped you guys get out to that early lead? Uh, just just um, being able to take care of business like we, like we would hope we would be able to do, make tackling. We tackled well, got pressure on them, um, was able to get knocked back against their um, offensive line. Um and was able to just, like I said, just tackle better than we, we have in the past um, couple games. Um, so with that being said, we were able to get stops. And once we got stops, we were able to get the ball out to our guys in space, which thing that we saw on film, that if we get the ball to our guys in space, we might be able to some things accomplished. And when we got, you know, the first pass went to, went to Keyshawn and went about 85 yards for a touchdown. Um, and then uh, I believe the next we got a stop. Uh, turnover, and then the next drive, I think a 39-yard run by our quarterback, and it was just we was able to use use our speed to our advantage um, on Saturday, and that, I think that helped us out a lot. Coach, you guys were the only team in uh, AAA to upset in the first round. Um, and three out of the four EPAC schools were able to win as well in the first round. So how do you think the EPAC schedule prepared you for uh, the challenges that you would face in this year's playoffs? Uh, well, we see, you know, the EPAC schedule, you know, we we play Martinsburg, Musselman, so you play a team that is going to show you um, a, lot of, a lot of speed, like, like us, like almost a mirror image of ourselves in Martinsburg and then a team is going to try to, you know, pound you and then try to hit you with their speed also, which is in Musselman. So, I mean, it, it kind of gets you ready for almost anything. I mean, you, we went to see, went to see a Spring Valley team that we thought was going to try to pound us, which they were, that's what, exactly what their game plan was to try to ground and pound us and hit the clock. Um, and I think, you know, this week we're going to see a team that's going to try to um, do a little bit more, uh, be diversified in their offensive game plan. They're going to run the ball and throw the ball. Uh, they're going to have athletes all over the field, which is going to be, you know, almost like us seeing a Martinsburg type of team. So I think playing the EPAC teams um, give us um, a good a good testing um, for the playoff time and teams across the state. 
And since you just mentioned this week's game against Huntington, it's the quarterfinal. You guys made it to the quarterfinal last year as well, but unfortunately came up just short. So how much would it mean to your program for this year to get that upset win and make it to the semifinal? Uh, it would be great. I mean, it'd be great for the program. You know, um, Jefferson's never made it past a quarterfinal round of the playoffs. So it would be monumental uh, for us to do that and get to the semifinals and be one step away from um, championship game. Um, so we, we know it's a, a tall task uh, facing the number two uh, Huntington Highlanders, but, you know, I think I think the guys are up for the task, up for the challenge. Um, you know, yesterday wasn't, wasn't really the ideal practice that we would want. You know, you know, couldn't really do a lot with the snow and the rain, hard rain, hard rain. And, you know, we dealt with a lot of sickness last week. So, you know, we didn't want to push the issue press the issue of putting those kids outside in that kind of weather and, you know, bring back the illnesses that we had last week. And, Coach, you know, you guys last week had to make the trip down to Huntington, and then you're going to have to do it again this week. Do you think that that trip last week had will, will prepare your team for having to play another tough team, especially after making, you know, another six-hour trip? I mean, I hope so. I hope we can be – it won't be a shell shock for us to drive six hours to go play a game that we, we did it last week. You know, just just try to say stay somewhat in the same schedule um, that we did last week. We'll probably move. A, we'll probably stay a little closer because last week we couldn't get in in the Huntington because of the Marshall game. Um, but we'll probably try to stay a little closer, which will help us out uh, with our pregame stuff. But um, you know, sticking to the same schedule that we did last week, uh, we'll drive down. We'll stop in Morgantown, practice, do a walkthrough, get something to eat, and then go straight to the hotel. Let the kids relax a little bit. You know, fix some, di- get some dinner, have dinner delivered to the hotel for the kids, catered out, um, and then um, have group meetings, break them down, break them down to sessions, have group session meetings uh, with each individual position group and offensive and defensive meetings, and then just go from there. Coach, this Huntington team was in the state championship game a year ago. I uh, have an experienced quarterback in Gavin Locka. What are some things that really stand out to you about this year's uh, Highlander squad? Uh, you know, he, he makes him go. Um, no, he's really he's really good. I mean, the quarterback is really good. Um, we're going to have to be able to try to corral Gavin and get him on the ground, get him to the ground. I'm um, gonna get pressure on him, and um, you know they got a nice little running, nice little running back. They got a one-two punch, I guess, with number five and number six that they use in the backfield, and you know get him out in the slots and throw the ball to him. Um, so they're they're pretty they're overall pretty pretty darn good team. I mean they're not number two in the state for no reason. Um, so like I said, it's a, it's a it's a tall task, and you know we um, enjoy the the tall tasks of having everybody pretty much just just doubt the fact of what we can do. So uh, I'm pretty sure the kids will be up for that up for that challenge again this week. Alrighty, coach. Any final thoughts? I uh, no, not at all. All right, thanks, coach. Best of luck, Cooper. Talking next week. All right, thank you. Welcome back to the Sports Mix. We're now joined by head coach for the Musselman Appleman, Brian Thomas. And Coach Thomas, you guys get a big win against Wheeling Park to continue in the playoffs last Thursday night. Uh, and it gives you a little bit more time off to prepare for this week's game. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that was the good thing is, you know, we got to have the first game of the, of the week. And then you get to sit back and, and just kind of relax. And, you know, everybody else is stressing on – Friday night and Saturday afternoon and there was even the Saturday night game and we just got to kind of 
be the first ones to survive in advance and move on to the next round and sit there and watch some scores and see everybody else. So it was, it was a nice, uh, nice little break for us after the win. And in that win, you guys kind of got revenge over Wheeling Park from the regular season. What was the biggest difference that you saw in your team from that regular season game and into that playoff game? Well, I mean, I think our first game against Wheeling Park was the worst game that we played all year. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, to be rude or to be mean or to be negative. I just think we had a bad game, um, you know, all around. We, you know, that was our first long trip of the year. So I think we were a little bit tired from the trip. Uh, you know, we got off the bus and we just didn't didn't perform well and didn't do some things kind of out of character for us for whatever reason. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to play perfect, but I, I just think that was probably our worst game that we played all year. Uh, so, you know, we were really focused on coming out and playing much better. And, you know, obviously it's different knowing that your season's on the line, that your back's against the wall a little bit. Uh, you know, we, we knew a lot of people kind of doubted us and thought, hey, uh, they lost by four touchdowns, so they're, they're probably going to lose again, uh, which – you know, we like that underdog role a little bit. So, uh, it, you know, it, it was good. Our kids kind of came out really focused. Uh, you know, some ups and downs. That was a, a big roller coaster game, but they just kind of stuck together and kept kept battling together. And coach, um, you know, we talk a lot about Baden Hartman and uh, Ray Adamas and how much of a big impact they obviously have had for you all season, including the game the other night, but. To have some other guys step up like Logan Sheldon and uh, Braden Miller make some big plays for you, uh, what does that say about your football team and, I guess, the other contributors that are on your, on your team as well? Yeah, yeah, good question, really good question. To be honest with you, you know, I, I could talk about so many different positions. You know, our offensive line, our offensive line, we're starting four sophomores and a junior on our offensive line. So to see the – the growth that they've made this year, uh, you know, that that's a big reason. Uh, you know, early in the year, we wouldn't have came in with a game plan saying, hey, we're going to pound the ball and run the ball just because we were really inexperienced. But, you know, that, that says a lot to go into a playoff game with four sophomores and a junior and say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to lean on you guys and pound the ball a little bit. And then, you know, you look at kids like Logan uh, stepping up and Braden really stepping up. Um, you know, defensively, you know, we had uh, Kobe Moneypenny back. He, he missed a couple games and he really stepped up. Um, Anthony Cornell, our other linebacker, played really good. You know, you have plays on special teams that you don't see. Isaiah Beard uh, recovers a kick for us, um, an onside kick, and then, you know, he knocks down the pass at the end of the game to win it. So, you know, you got a lot of – you know, there's more kids. I know I'm missing more kids, but there's just so many, so many pieces. Um, Alex Skaggs, man, that's another one. Just so many kids that, you know, you talk about um, – uh, you talk about Hartman and you talk about Ray and you talk about the things that they can do, but um, you know we 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 survive in advance because a lot of the other pieces are playing well. And Coach Thomas, this week you guys will travel, make the trip to Parkersburg South as the number one team in the state. You guys come in after that win, uh, still obviously the number eight team. What is it going to take? Uh, what have you seen from them? Excuse me, on film uh, as they're the number one team. Yeah, they're explosive. I mean, they're they're very explosive. You know, they have they have a receiver um, that's a Division One caliber receiver. Uh, they have they have you know other kids that complement him really well. If, you know, if you focus too much on him, they'll get it to their other guys. Uh, the quarterback's a playmaker man. He runs around. He makes things happen. Um, you know, he's really really dangerous. And then defensively, they they just really pin their ears back and they're aggressive. So uh, they present a lot of problems. You know, you're not going to be you're not going to be number one in 
the state for no reason. So they're 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 a really good team and present a lot of problems to us. That so, you know we have to have to play another really good game on Friday night. Thursday night when I interviewed you, coach, after the game, you said you had a vibe and a feel from your team all week long in a prac in the practice that gave you the belief that they were going to win no matter what against Wheeling Park. So I know it's only Wednesday right now, but what's your feeling on the team this week? Oh man, I mean we've had we've had some really good days so far. Uh, you know, Mondays are usually slow. Uh, just because you're installing, putting stuff in, talking about somebody new. So it's really the first time that the kids are, are seeing them and hearing you talk about them. So Mondays are kind of – Mondays just Mondays are Mondays. They just kind of come and go, and you hope your kids retain some information. So yesterday we looked better. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I got to see them. I got to see them today, and then I got to see them Thursday to give me that same vibe. But, you know, the, these kids, I trust these kids. Uh, you know, all year these kids have hung together and have been tough. So, you know, I, I, I expect us to come out and have a good rest of the week. But I don't know. I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that vibe out there that, out there yet. Uh, you know, we got a lot of work to do still this week to get ready for the number one team in the state. What will be some uh, keys for you guys to get the win? You know, I, I think going on the road, um, the turnovers will be big. You know, you, you look at something and, and, you know, if we if we cough the ball up and give them a free possession, that's not going to be good. You know, last week um, against Wheeling Park, the, we, we, they had two turnovers, uh, the onside kick, and then uh, Shelton had an interception, and that led to 14 points. We didn't turn the ball over, so I think that was that. You know, that was big last week, and that's going to be big again. Uh, just you know, turn, protecting the football and, and turning the ball over. Uh, you know, I, I think big plays are another thing that's really, really important. You know, if we can kind of limit them from you know those explosive big plays and just you know make them keep snapping the ball over and over again, and then you know for us if we can uh, you know execute our stuff and, and spring big plays, you know explosive plays are a big thing so uh you know that that's two things that we track every single week and i think those are going to be i think i think when friday night gets done we're going to look at uh the turnover battle and explosive plays and i think both of those will will probably uh whoever wins those will probably win the game would be my guess and coach we've kind of talked all season about uh the challenges of your schedule and how that's prepared you for some big moments for this football team uh it doesn't get any big, bigger than this uh going up against the number one team in the state how exciting is that for the program yeah uh it's you know it's you you, you want to play that schedule because then when you get to moments like this you you're playoff ready and you you know you're tested you know I, i've been Early on in my career, we had, you know, when, when I when I first became head coach, we had some easy games, and then we get, you know, they, they really wouldn't battle us and really wouldn't wouldn't bat, test us for the, for those tough playoff battles, I believe. So, you know, we kind of beefed the schedule up, wanting to say, hey, let's 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 test ourselves and let's, you know, let, that'll that'll get us ready when we get into these games. So, you know, I, I don't think our kids are gonna. You know, we've played the best teams in the state, um, you know, a lot of the best teams in the state. So I don't think our kids are going to flinch at the fact of, of who we're playing. You know, at, at the same time, uh, you know, we have to play well. But, you know, I, I think our schedule has definitely prepared us, uh, you know, for this little run in the playoffs. All right, Coach, any final? I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe so. All right, thanks for the time. Best of luck. I hope we're talking next week. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate all you guys do. That was Brian Thomas, head coach for the Musselman Appleman football team and uh we're uh, pleased to announce we will be carrying their game tomorrow night on our feed 
as or we'll be getting their feed from uh, B96 WVVV in Parkersburg, and we'll have actually play-by-play voice for them, Eric Little, on tomorrow night as well, or tomorrow afternoon during the show as well. So we'll be getting that Parkersburg game on the radio side of things. Unfortunately, we can't get it on the streaming side, but they will post a streaming link uh, to the video side of it later on the tomorrow afternoon when we get that from the guys up in Parkersburg, but wanted to shout them out and shout Eric Little out for letting us take their feed tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, definitely an opportunity then for more people to listen to the game and, of course, the Musselman fans uh, that can't make the trip, I'm sure, are appreciative of that. All right, that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back in two minutes. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. I'm Jonathan Bodwell, Bodwell Insurance Solutions, your local Medicare and life insurance agency. We are here to help you navigate the Medicare maze. We represent all of the major carriers, and you do not pay any more to go through us than if you go directly through a carrier. But if you go through us, you have a local professional to help you with all your Medicare needs, not a voice that could be in some other part of the world. Bodwell Insurance Solutions, your local Medicare agency. BodwellInsuranceSolutions.com or 304-283-0864. Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Keenan, And we are Sahara Dry Basement. Are you tired of getting water in your basement every time it rains? Or worse, even when it doesn't. Water leads to deterioration and costs you money. Call Sahara Dry Basement and let's work together to fix your wet basement problems today. We use the best products available and we are so confident in our work that we give you a lifetime guarantee. That's right. We do it right the first time or the follow-up visit is on us. We also do crawl spaces, dryer vent, and duct cleaning too. To learn more, go to saharadrybasements.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. And uh, got some news yesterday afternoon, actually, kind of while we were actually at Shepard this time. Not post being at Shepard, missing something. Uh, we we're there waiting for our interview. Coach McCook walked by and he said, "Give me a few minutes, I'll be back out." So we're there, and he opens the door to the coach's office, and all the coaches say, "Congratulations to him." I was like, "Congratulations." It's kind of random for you know Wednesday afternoon. So I open up Facebook, follow the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, and they had Coach of the Year Ernie McCook. He wins Coach of the Year yesterday. 
that the league office announced yesterday and Tyson Bajant, who, and anybody could have guessed this, won PSAC East Offensive Player of the Year with the number of weekly awards that he had. Yeah, yeah no surprise that he got it back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, best player in the conference. Um, and I don't think too much of a surprise to see Coach McCook there getting the Coach mm-hmm. of the Year either. Um, I was a little bit surprised it was his first Coach of the Year, but I do guess. I mean, they've only been there since 2019. Yeah, but I don't know. I just and then want... 2020 didn't count. Yeah, I what just thought maybe year? he had won it before. But we knew last year he didn't win it. No, he didn't. I know. I think it was Kutztown's good. Yeah. Surprising a little bit. It's a but little also surprising. at the same time. Not, not super. Like This year he had the undefeated regular season. Yeah. So, well-deserving for we want to obviously hear what both of them. Coach had to say about it? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Let's do it. You know, it's a team accomplishment for me. You know, I, I think that's just kind of a write-off to whoever, whatever team has the most success that coach gets recognized. Um, and, but, I, you know, I haven't really seen the breakdown of the team. You know, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how our guys made out because we have a lot of players that deserve a lot of great accolades for, the, you know, how they played all year long. That was head coach. Well, that was head coach Ernie McCook on uh, winning, being selected as the PSAC East Coach of the Year. Um, I mean, we know what he did all year, and uh, he's going to say that's a team award because the team performed on the field this year, won the East Division, which is what they wanted to do. They set out to do. Unfortunately, couldn't win uh, the PSAC overall. But they're, uh, Nick, you'll we'll end up hearing all kind of something along those lines on Saturday in the pregame. But you know, their goals are still in front of them. Yeah, they are, and obviously their one of their major goals was to win the PSAC, and that's disappointing that that wasn't achieved. But there's still a lot you can achieve this season, and this season hasn't been a failure for Shepard uh, when you look at it that way. So there's still a lot you can achieve. You kind of got to throw that one out the window. Um, yes, the loss is disappointing, but – if you're able to run the table, and let's just presume that IUP does as well, you can avenge that loss and still make it back to the uh, or as the regional champion and still do a lot of great things this year. So I think that's the key for Shepard this week is really just kind of forget about what happened last week, fix those mistakes that you had, get back to really playing Shepard football because I feel like they just were not playing as the same team we saw throughout the majority of the regular season. Um, in terms of they didn't get their balance offensively. Uh, the defense was allowing way too many yards on the ground. And it was just a poorly played football game for Shepard, but they were still right there. And that, I think that speaks to how talented this team is. And they can still do a lot of great things this year. So it's a new season. And like Coach McCook said on Monday with you guys, I think – uh, this was a great message that he has to the team. You know, we're playing to keep this team alive, keep this season going, you know, because every week could be our last week together as a group. And I think that's something really to play for. And, and there's still a lot on the line here for Shepard. So looking forward to this game against New Haven. I think it will be another close game, like all the playoff games were last year. But ultimately, I think there's a good chance Shepard can get the win. Yeah, there is a great chance Shepard gets the win. And Bajit, uh obviously named e- Pasek East Player of the Year on the offensive side, which means he's on the offensive first team. One of 17 members of the Shepard Rams football team to be selected either the first team or the second team. Joining Bajit as first team selections were junior running back and return specialists. So he got it for running back 
and kickoff returns was Ronnie Brown, senior offensive lineman Joey Fisher, senior tight end Brian Walker, junior wide receiver Marlon Cook, redshirt, redshirt sophomore receiver Ryan Beach, redshirt freshman offensive lineman Ty Lucas, senior defensive ends uh, Malik Holloway and Kyle Smith, junior linebacker Dwayne Grantham, junior defensive backs Keyshawn Haley and redshirt sophomore defensive back Clayton Batten. Uh, for the second team, graduate student center Adam Stilley makes the team. Redshirt sophomore offensive tackle Wyatt Pelicano. Redshirt freshman offensive tackle Chandler Brown. Graduate student defensive back, defensive lineman Solomon Alexander. Sophomore and sophomore defensive lineman Journey Dunbar. Those were the second team selections. Did you uh, say Devin Lynch? No. No Devin Lynch on first or second team? No Devin Lynch. That's a little surprising. I it thought is very surprising. Surprised they don't have honorable mentions, but they do have multiple spots for multiple people, it appears. Uh, but one thing I want to... I thought Keyshawn Haley might be on there, too. He oh. was. Oh, he was? Okay, I must have just missed his name. That's a lot. Yeah, of yeah he was uh, first team defense. Okay, good. Along with uh, Clayton Batten. All right. Um, one thing I want to get... One person I want to give a shout out to is uh, Wyatt Pelicano. We were talking to him yesterday as he was coming out, and he was like, I didn't win anything. Somebody told him, congrats for getting second team. He was like, what are you talking about? I didn't win anything. And, um, you know, having talked to him, he posted this on his social media, so now I feel comfortable talking about it. Uh, he's played 90% of this year. I think it was game one. He tore his labrum. So he's played without a labrum on one side of his arm. And he's a second-team, first-year starter, makes a second-team Pisaki's team. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah, and he's part of a rotation there with Dalton yeah. Riser. So both those guys have done a nice job. But well, I think that position. probably goes back to him having his injury, right? And you don't necessarily know how much he'd be rotating if he was fully healthy the entire year. Yeah, that's a fair point. And uh, I mean that offensive line is pretty. I think they've gotten better each week. But I think so. all members of the offensive line, all starting members, were named between first and second team. Yes, they were. That's very impressive. It's a very impressive feat for this team. Again, Saturday, they host New Haven, 12 p.m. kickoff, 11.30 pregame. We'll have the pregame starting at 11.30. It'll be its own separate entity on on uh, WRNR TV on YouTube, but you'll be able to watch it the same on TV 10. And the game will be its own separate entity due to the NCAA broadcast rights. And then our postgame show will be the WRNR TV 10 postgame show. Uh but uh, that's how it'll end up on Saturday. We wanted to do a shout out the 17 members of the Shepherd Rams football team selected to the All PSAC East teams. Uh, what a great feat for this team with their uh, what they want to do still in front of them this year. Yeah, and that's the ultimate goal that they've been saying all season long, and it's the toughest goal to achieve as well when the very last game that you play. All right, let's move on now. Uh, get word this morning a uh, former shepherd ram who was in the nfl for a bit gets drafted by the dc defenders colin yeah so he's staying local because uh he was originally on the washington commanders during the preseason we were following him and uh talking about him here on this show during that time unfortunately in the final week was uh cut but he is landed back in dc this time in the xfl that is uh relaunching this spring for the D.C. Defenders, and that's DeWan Neal from Shepard. So big congratulations to him and hope him uh, success with the D.C. Defenders and might have to go to another game there. Yeah. First time I went, it, it was a lot of fun. Are they, are they on radio anywhere? I don't know. 
I'll have to, to see look about that. that. Up. Yeah. Maybe we can pick them up on radio I'll out have here. Have to look. Uh, but uh, let's move over to so we'll stay in Division Two college football here, guys. Uh, but to the Mountain East Conference, talk about two former people that were at Martinsburg High School, a junior wide receiver for the Concord football team. Jared Bowie has been selected as the Mount- Gerard, Or is it Jared? I've heard either. But again, we weren't here, so we apologize for saying it incorrectly. Uh, Gerard Bowie. It probably is Gerard, I think. Uh, the junior wide receiver has been selected as the Mountain East Conference Offensive Player of the Year, while head coach David Walker, former Martinsburg Bulldog head coach, was the MEC Coach of the Year. So congrats to those two on their honors being, uh, you know, having been a part of the Martinsburg program. Yeah, I mean, obviously Coach Walker, a legendary coach at Martinsburg, and Bowie, he could win the Harlan Hill this year. I mean, he he's could. leading the nation in receiving yards. He's had an outstanding season for Concord, so... Um, I think they got you know a good program there, and I think Coach Walker's doing a nice job, and they should return to some success and maybe even be a playoff team in the next few years. But definitely cool to see uh, some Shepherd or not Shepherd, but Martinsburg guys doing good things at other schools outside of Shepherd, because Shepherd's kind of become like the de facto school for Martinsburg products. And uh, but we know a few Martinsburg. Players have made their way to Concord just with Coach David Walker being Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, recently, it's like Shepard's kind of been the main one where we've seen a lot of them end up. And Eastern Panhandle guys. Yeah. yeah. Bowie could win the Harlan Hill, and I'd even put him in maybe a discussion, even though it might be a long shot of being drafted this year. Well, he's only a junior. He could still, so he's going to stay maybe another go. year being a D2 Probably product. being a D2 product, but then even next year. How awesome would it be to have this year a Martinsburg guy be drafted and then next year have another Martinsburg guy be drafted? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this we talked about this on Monday. The the problem is is you're just not getting the exposure you want yeah. when you're at Concord in the Mountain East Conference because it's just like one team that's really big in that conference or two teams that are really big in that conference overall. And uh, maybe you see him. This is obviously just a thought and speculation, nothing that i know of i don't know anything about this This is just speculation maybe he comes somewhere else maybe he puts his name in the portal maybe he comes home because he wants to play for championships and it's just that mountain east conference is Mm -hmm. just so hard i mean we saw concord miss out on the playoffs just because of the conference most likely just because of the conference yeah and you know that just sucks for for a player that's really dominated this year yeah best wide receiver in D2, period. All right, right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Kevin's Designer Bedding, out there living in his family, owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more on this side of this break. uh, Head coach Ron Rivera makes the announcement official. Taylor Heineke to start, plus Cy Young Awards handed out last night. We'll get into that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and Deep 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
WV Medicine is eight new providers at Berkeley and Jefferson Medical Centers and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Munib Malik, Nephrology, Neonatal Nurse Practitioner Antonia Montag, Dr. Janice McMillan, Endocrinology, Nurse Practitioner Kimberly Applegate, Infectious Disease, Nurse Practitioner Saba Ademe, Hospitalist, Certified Nurse Midwife Brianna Lilly, Physician's Assistant Scholar Sade Family Medicine, Dr. Kelly Ash, Family Medicine OB, WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be this football season. Join us Fridays for Martinsburg Bulldog games, Saturdays for Shepherd Rams and WVU games, and every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday nights for the NFL primetime games. We still have steak night every Wednesday, shrimp nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. So come on in and enjoy the Palace Lounge. We're located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as we get into this 12. With, I guess we're in our third segment, not really our second segment. Right, Nick? We are in our third segment. So. Yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera makes th- – it's 12.45 already. I know. We just went long talking about our first two topics. Eh. Uh, Ron Rivera makes the – I don't know exactly how – I don't think it was in a press conference because the last I heard – I didn't think it was going to be made public until like Thursday at this point, but it was made public yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I don't know if you might be thinking of uh, WVU because that's tomorrow. No, 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 no. Was uh, saying he was going to announce it when uh, when Coach I don't know Ron if Rivera I ever heard when Rivera was well, when Rivera was on his conference call press conference on Tuesday afternoon. He had said something along the lines of, "You guys will be the last to know." Obviously, we're going to tell the quarterbacks. Tell the quarterback room. Well, I think maybe tell the offense week, and tell the whole team before anybody else knows. I think maybe why it was already announced at this point is because Carson Wentz is not healthy enough to play. Yeah, I guess that's because he missed practice yesterday. wasn't even at practice. So that's the key word there is that he's the starting quarterback this week. Yeah, and when we were listening to that interview he had with, uh, I guess it's the Washington play-by-play guy that he does. You and I were listening. No, no, no J.P. Finley, NBC okay, that's Sports JP Washington. Finley. I didn't know who that was. Yeah, but um. What was I going to say? He he was said that uh, you know Heineke's play will play a factor in his determination if he's going to start for the remainder of the season. But I think if Washington gets another win this week and he plays well enough that you you look at him and you go, you know, it doesn't have to be an amazing game. He doesn't have to go up there and throw four touchdowns. But if there was a touchdown pass or two and over two hundred yards like he's been doing, and this team finds another way to win. You got to go with Taylor Heineke, I think, as the starting quarterback, because you're on a winning streak. He's been playing good football, and 
he just gives you the best chance right now compared to what Carson Wentz just for whatever reason hasn't had success this season yeah Wentz is two and four as a starter for Washington this year and on the other side Taylor Heineke is a blown fourth quarter with an interception away from being undefeated as a starter this year sitting at three and one for Washington so you I feel like you have to go with the hot hand and the guy that it seems like is overall the better leader for Washington he really can rile up his team and intensify both the offense and the defense for Washington when he's in it seems like and the fan base gets behind him as well compared to Wentz it's just no energy there for some reason it seems like even though some would probably argue that Wentz when you want to look at every I guess capability of a quarterback he's the better guy maybe I I don't know It, it is weird but I agree with the decision also because Wentz is just coming off an injury and might not be fully 100% you got to go with the guy in Taylor Heineke that's been with the team and knows what he's doing and can win games for you I think it's very similar to the situation in Minnesota a few years ago when they had Case Keenum you know Case Keenum you knew he wasn't going to be their long-term starting quarterback but he had success got them to the NFC championship game Uh, and it's kind of a similar similarly built team you know, they had Stephon Diggs on that team. Washington has uh, Terry McLaurin, one of the better receivers in the league. So you have, like, that go-to number one receiver, pretty good defense. You could see a run here from the commanders that not a lot of people would expect, but it's a weak NFC this year. I think if Taylor Heineke keeps playing well, you got to roll with him. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to roll with him. And I think that, you know, we've talked about it all the last few weeks, is he's just got something about him that this team wants to play for I I don't know what it is but also another factor into this is what I've been hearing lately is that you owe Indianapolis more draft pick a higher draft Mm -hmm. pick if he plays was it 70 I think percent of the snaps you intentionally keep him out so you can get a better compensated draft pick well no no they would be no 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 no. is it the opposite basically if he plays 70 percent of the more uh, snaps this year Mm mm-hmm They'll give a higher draft pick. Either way, they give up a draft pick. Oh, I thought the Colts were given a draft pick. No, 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 no. no. That was like when he got traded to the Eagles. The same thing happened. Uh, But that's got to play a factor into it, too. And uh, also on Wednesday, Rivera said he wasn't sure if defensive end Chase Young would play Sunday. Young, coming off a torn right ACL, could be activated to the 53-man roster, depending on how he looks in practice the next two days. But... Even if he's activated in plays, Rivera said that he would be on a limited. He would be limited to a snap count during the game. Uh, we saw a video of him going through workouts uh, just before the show. He looked to be pretty good, moving pretty good. And the problem was they weren't going to put him on turf mm-hmm. with the injury. And I believe they were inside the bubble on turf. They are. Yeah. So that's a good sign. Also, because NRG Stadium, I believe, has turf. To piggyback quickly off a point that Nick brought up, not only is the NFC week. If you remember at the beginning of the season when the schedules came out, Washington, along with Dallas, were tied for the easiest schedule this year in the NFL. Yes, that, that was, though, what the thought process that the NFC East would be bad, and it's mm-hmm. turned into one of the better divisions in the league this year. You got the, the Texans this week, Falcons the following week, and then back-to-back against the Giants, the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys. It's winnable games yeah. each time arguably yeah because even though giants are doing fairly well i think you at least split with the giants yeah hopefully split hopefully you can get revenge against dallas 
So then you're really looking at the Falcons and the 49ers games. Falcons should home, be a win, I think. Once away. But the reason you're looking at those are because of how weak the NFC is. That, that's two teams that you're battling the wild card spot, spot yeah. with in that final spot. Because as we just said, you'll probably split with New York. You might be able to pull it against Dallas, which Cleveland means the, will have Watson by that. The only so spot, though, for Washington, realistically, if you want to get the wild cards, the final the final wild card spot. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, after the next two weeks, they could be seven and five. They could be, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but it's just crazy to think that there's a possibility for that if they can do that. Um, how about this, guys? Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, so uh, let's take a break, and then we come back. We'll talk about the Cy Young Award winners uh, that were announced last night. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, talk the Cy Young Award winners for this last MLB season. We've got an, an older guy in there, and then the first for a player or first player from this team ever. We'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. I'm pre- Deeper than I've ever done. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help on the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a Control 4 system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music, or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. Put decades of experience to work for you. Visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix as we begin to wrap things up on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Brought to you in part by the Marriage Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always. We'll talk uh, 
Cy Young Award winners. Those announced last night. And uh, we'll start with uh, the old guy, I guess. The old hat. The veteran. What else is new, right? Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander wins wins third AL Cy Young by unanimous vote. Guys, what do we think here? I mean, it's just 39 years old. Yeah, it's very impressive that he's had this longevity and so much success as a pitcher. Uh, he's been the one of the best pitchers in the American League really since like 2009, 2008, it seems yeah. like. And uh, it just continues with Verlander. He just continues to be that guy. And uh, to be doing that at 39 and probably still has another two, three years left of being a really good pitcher so yeah i completely agree it's well deserving because he was on the best team this year the world series winning houston astros and yeah you could say he struggles in the postseason but you don't look at the postseason for these you look at the regular season and when you look at the regular season for verlander it was a another fantastic year for him 18 and 4 win loss record first in era at 1.75 and 185 strikeouts. So at 39 years old, that's really impressive. And for his third Cy Young, it definitely continues to build his resume for that Hall of Fame. Yeah, it definitely does. And then you move over to the NL Cy Young Award winner. It's uh, the first time a player from the Marlins have been has been picked. At, and another unanimous Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara, rides his major be- major's best 228.2 innings pitch to this year's NL Cy Young winner. He beat out Braves lefty Max Fried and Dodger Southpaw Julio Urias to become the first Cy Young Award winner in Marlins history. Yeah, another guy that had a pretty solid season. It's weird because it's Miami, so it wasn't a solid team like you saw on the American League side in Houston. But again, for him, over 200 strikeouts, a 2.28 ERA, and then his win-losses were different, but the the NL, it seemed like, just had a different season this year when it came to pitcher. Good for him, though. Surprisingly, he's the first Marlin to win it yeah i was kind of surprising there and when i heard that i was like wow that's kind of interesting uh but uh you know shout out to those guys for getting the uh, cy young award winners got about uh, two minutes left on today's edition of the sports mix the uh wizards in action last night they get bradley beal back and they lost they lost <laughs> yeah but by one they lost by one but uh it's still a loss they ended their season best four-game winning streak. Bradley Beal managed to return after five-game absence, scored 25 points in what would have been the game winner with 6.8 seconds left. Uh, but then uh, Shai Gil- Gildress-Alexander Shai Gildress Alexander hit a three with 1.5 seconds left to cap off his 42-point night. He's having a great year. Uh, the Wizards led by as many as 17 in the first half due to going set 14 for 20 shooting from beyond the arc. But uh, they only made 3 of 14 uh, come the second half, which really happened there. Turnovers were also the big problem for the Wizards. They had 19 slip-ups, led to 26 points the other day. Chris Tapsporzingis had 27 points, and Kyle Kuzma was an assist shy of a triple-double last night. But, uh, yeah. The problem was is that the bench plus-minus was all negative, and the starters were all positive. So the bench didn't produce enough for the Wizards in that one. Yep. 
Nope, you, you are correct there, Nick. And uh, who plays Thursday Night Football tonight? Titans at Packers. You can tune into that at 8 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740. And then uh, from 6 to 8, the Neil Brown Coaches Show as well on Talk Radio WRNR. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter, and head coach for the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas, for chatting with us yesterday. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.